Welcome to Living with Victory Ministries podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Teague's Grocery and Corner Cafe at 130 Soco Road in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. In a moment, we'll join Tony and Lorreen Giorgio with today's message. There's a promise coming down that dusty road. And from His holy hand, healing virtue flows. He's got the keys of what you need. Death and hell He will defeat. There's a promise coming Teague's Grocery and Cafe, serving Maggie Valley since 1965, with delivery now available through Grubhub. Teague's is Maggie Valley's only grocery store. They're located at 130 Soco Road near the eastern entrance of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and the Blue Ridge Parkway. Drop in for breakfast or lunch at the Corner Cafe, featuring a variety of daily specials. Teague's Grocery and Cafe is open Sunday through Thursday from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 7 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. Call 828-926-1147. Teague's Grocery and Cafe, sponsors of Living with Victory. Welcome to Living with Victory, brought to you by Teague's Grocery and Cafe in beautiful Maggie Valley, North Carolina. Hey, I'm Tony Giorgio, co-host with my soulmate of 57 years, wow, author, columnist, co-founder of Living with Victory Ministries, Lorene Giorgio. And we are trying simply to bring you hope and encouragement through our life storms, you wouldn't believe. And how many people we encountered in the 40 years of our ministry with storms and how we learned to focus on God's promises to either climb the mountain, go around it, or through it with him, Jesus Christ. That's the only way you do it. We've got a special subject today. Here's Laureen to tell you the topic and the word for the day in this scripture. Hey, Laureen. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. I hope you're listening to this and really listening because it's such an important subject that we have to really all get within our souls. We serve a mighty God Amen. who is quick to forgive shower us with grace and mercy, and he asks us to do likewise. The title is, Do We Love God's Way? Now, as Tony said, if you do find yourself in an abusive and dangerous relationship, we are not saying you must continue to carry on a relationship, forgive and move on. Matthew 22, 37 through 39, Jesus was speaking to one of the Pharisees who had asked him, what is the most important commandment? And he said, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, your intellect. This is the great, most important principle and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as you do yourself. Now, that sounds very simple, straightforward and easy. What? No problem. Let them treat you wrong for <laughs> two minutes, and let's see if the forgiveness comes out right away. <laughs> 
or do we have to work on it for a day or two? Because Jesus is about forgiveness, mercy, and grace. That's what the whole cross was about. When he went to the cross, he was dying on the cross, and there were two others hanging there alongside of him, thieves, murderers, and one was mocking him, and the other one was asking for forgiveness and wanted the forgiveness. And he turned to him, and what did he say? He said, this day you will be with me in paradise. He didn't say, let me go through your list of sins that you have committed since you were born. (laughs) Or or let me give you a list of penance that you have to do. He forgave him, okay? He forgave Mm -hmm. him. That's kind of what we're talking about. You have to realize one pretty much spat on him, and so did everybody around him, okay? But yet he could have sent legions of angels, and he did not. He took his cup and he went for it for our sake, not for anything else. God sent his only begotten son. He was on that cross for our sins. We are nothing but sinners saved by grace. Amen. And it's his grace because he loved us before we even loved him. With that type of an attitude from his point of view, that is what he is asking us to do for others because none of us are perfect. Now, who are your neighbors? Yes, they are the people who live next door to you. They are also your mom and dad, your sister, brother, son, daughter, husband, wife, employer, employees, friends, peers, cousins, nephews, nieces, and I know everyone will snicker, mother-in-law, father-in-law, all-in-laws, and anyone you come in contact with, whether close by or across the world. Anyone you know in some way that affects your life, even strangers, because we're all connected in some way. Jesus is telling us to treat them all, all, as you would treat yourself. We had the fast food restaurant. I think some of you may have heard that story. We found a fellow who was living on the streets, needed a job, was really on and off drugs and you name it, okay, but a young guy, and really needed help. So I gave him a job to work with us at the store and help out. And he was homeless. Like I said, he was living in a box, right? Mm-hmm. We had a spare room at the house, okay, at our home. And we told him that he was welcome to come and live with us. He, he worked for us for quite some time. And that's what we did. We trusted him with everything in the house. You know, he's like part of the family. To make a long story short, we used to have Lorraine's jewelry. You know, we used to buy things for her every Christmas, thanks to a friend instead of a hair dryer. We were going to this wedding. She took her jewelry out of the safety deposit box for the weekend wedding, put it in the drawer. And we came home from the wedding and this young man was not around and there was no more jewelry. It was gone. And the only one in the house who was spotted coming and going into the house that night was this young man. 
And so he knew everything. He simply went for where the jewelry was, and that was the only thing that was missing. And a neighbor across the street had seen this. To me, it was very personal because I started to think what God really did with this incident was made me realize what was important here. And it wasn't the diamonds. It wasn't the jewelry. It was Frankie. I mean, I felt so betrayed and so hurt. I can't tell you how hurt I felt because I was really loving this boy as my son, trying to truly help him to get on with his life in the right way. We even had him come to church a few times. When he did that, the betrayal was so real to me. It it was just so devastating to my soul. I guess I was angry, but, you know, there were so many different emotions in there. And then finally, I had to come to the conclusion that, yes, if the diamonds are gone, I still know my Lord. But this boy is out there taking drugs And he is in a very dangerous place without God. That's when I had to go up to the front to my pastor and ask him to pray for Frankie and to pray for me that I would be able to forgive him because he was in a worse place than I was. I could live without diamonds, but Frankie cannot live with drugs. We call the police. This youngster is in their jail because of speeding tickets, and he's behind bars. They had no idea he was there, and he got out and walked away free as a bird, and that that was the end of that. Love thy neighbor as thyself. The forgiveness was in 20 lashes with a wet noodle, let's put it that way. It doesn't come right away. You have to work on it, and you can't do it without God's help and the Holy Spirit because he is the one who is love. He is the one who helps you to overcome and to see that person as Jesus is seeing him and to feel the need that this person needs love and forgiveness no matter what he may have done. Not that you have to continue on with that person, but for your own sake to not be caught up in the chains of unforgiveness. You need to break that so that you can feel free and move on. Yes, you know, Frankie did all that. I did feel betrayed. I was very hurt. But here I am, how many years later, it doesn't affect my life at all. And I prayed for Frankie. I prayed over and over for him. Never have seen him again. But hopefully, hopefully he found his way, the right way. The other things that we feel that we don't maybe think are important when it's saying to treat your neighbor as yourself. You could be walking down a hallway and ignore a worker that's passing you by when they're trying to catch your attention to say hello. You may be thinking of something or whatever, but you know, that hurts a person because they then feel devalued. And, you know, there are so many things that we do during the day that take our attention that we forget to treat each other with love and respect. And that seems to be like the last thing that we have to do. But Jesus is saying, treat your neighbor as you would want to be treated. And when we kind of feel ourselves that we're being ignored by someone, 
or talk to in a nasty, abrupt way for no reason at all that you could think of. And maybe you're going through something and that just adds to it. But if we could only love each other along the way, you know, treat each other the way we would want to be treated, what a difference life would be. You know, when we lost the store, we'll just go over at the restaurant. You know, we worked seven days a week. We lost everything friends, family, Mm -hmm. I don't care who it was, gossiped about us to the point where it made you want to cringe, want to hide, under the covers, never come out. And nobody seemed to consider they were in business and they lost. We made some mistakes. And when we asked for help in the beginning, nobody would help. That was the interesting part of it, because then when these same people needed prayer for Mm -hmm. whatever reason, they knew who to call. At that point, God had given me such peace with everything that I was happy to pray for them. I didn't have any grudges, and I was very happy to pray for them because God's Word does say pray for your enemies. You know, you have to think twice about gossiping because that's another whole show. Gossiping can tear people apart. You know, I have to make sure that my relationship is right with Jesus. When my relationship is right with Him, then my other relationship relationships will fall into place. But if I'm not right with him, then my relationships are going to be upside down and inside out. They're not going to work. I'm going to be offended at every turn. We could be offended 24-7. You walk out the door and you're going shopping, somebody in that store invariably (laughs) is going to offend you in one way or another. The fact of the matter is, if we could learn this when we are young, life would be so much sweeter. Because then you would say, okay, Lord, this person hurt me. They really did hurt me. And I'm going to be very honest. When I'm first really hurt, I don't feel like praying for that person or forgiving. And I tell God, you know, I'd rather smack them upside the head. You know that, Lord, rather than say, I I forgive right now. But because you tell me to pray for my enemies and to treat them with love, I'm going to do it your way because I know your way is the best way. And sooner or later, my feelings will fall into place. So I'm trusting you. And that's the whole crux of it, that I am trusting you. So I cannot do it alone. No human being can always forgive outside of their own, but God's love, it's God's love at the cross who forgave us first. Yes. We had this foundation. We have run it for 40 years. And there was a time when we had certain people, they were actually trying to take over the foundation because we had grown. We were popular. We were in the media, helping the children across the country, the whole bit. I used to go to a luncheon with Pastor Steve Brown, Steve Brown is going to talk on forgiveness this afternoon that we were there. He was talking like we are about forgiving people who who hurt you. 
As I look across the room as he's talking, I see the person who caused me all this anxiety and loss in the ministry years before, and he is now at the luncheon. And Steve is talking about, you know, forgiving, and he's pounding at it. He said, well, if there's anybody in the room who has anything against anybody, I want you to forgive them. I want you to do the right thing. And I thought, and I said, okay, Steve, uh, all right, okay, you say so. And I just took a deep breath. I walked over. He didn't know what to expect. He saw me coming. I extended my hand and I said, hey, how are you doing? I haven't seen you in so long. Those words, you know, they almost froze coming out, but they went to where they were supposed to. And we sort of made amends. Now, I never bothered with him again. I didn't ask him out to lunch. I didn't do anything. I put it in its place and I felt better. God plans every bit of it because Steve didn't have to talk about forgiveness. All of them shouldn't have been in that room at the time, you know, (laughs) but that's how important forgiveness is to God, that we should forgive. And I know a lot of people The minute you hear the word forgive, you just want to turn that person off and not hear anything. Exactly. But I am going to read, coming to an end right now, Matthew 6, 14 through 15. And this is Jesus talking. For if you forgive people their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, leaving them, letting them go, and giving up resentment, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, leaving them, letting them go, and giving up resentment, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. Jesus died for our salvation. This was his grace to us. The only thing I'm going to say at this point, and you can think about it until we meet again, is eternity is a very long time away. Yes. It's very long. And (laughs) the few years we have down here, is it worth the upset stomach? And, you know, bitterness can cause cancer. It can cause all kinds of diseases. And you're never happy or peaceful or joyful. Right. It steals your joy that God means you to have. Just think about it. God's way. Do you love God's way? Next week, we will continue with part two and tell you some of the good things that came out of the losing everything and being down and out. So be sure to stay tuned for next week's part two. And remember, we're not talking to get involved again in an abusive situation. We're saying forgive, forget, and move on, okay? For now, this is Tony. And Laureen. We'll see you next week with part two. Have a blessed, wonderful week until then. You can become a Living with Victory Ministries patron with a monthly donation of $5 or more. Simply go to livingwithvictorync.org and look for the donate button. That's livingwithvictorync.org. Thanks for listening. Hey!